We open in the void of space. The cold and bitter cosmos, though vast and infinite, is in no way dark as the entire universe stands before you. Illuminated by an endless sea of stars and galaxies that surround you in every direction, this sight may be strange, but it is not too unfamiliar for you, Sister Grey Owl. And slowly, as the light of the universe begins to dim, and the effervescent totality of creation is vanquished by unending darkness, you know exactly where you are. Hovering before you, suspended by no force you could rightfully comprehend, is a star, one that is either large and far away, or small and up close. Its light, however, is dim and crackling, shuddering in the distance like a bulb struggling to stay on or a wounded beast grasping onto its last moments of life. It is the same sight that you saw that fateful day in the mountains, underneath the city of the damned. This is the light from your vision, only now you are not having a vision. As far as you can tell, this is all real, and in some way or another, this is all really happening. Sister Grey Owl, what do you do? Just to make sure, we're talking about that one vision that I had when I was, um, they offered me the deal? Yes. Okay. I don't even know. I, that's, that's really shocking. I really... I'm going to the light. Take okay. me to that light. Bet. Period. Uh, so you start kind of moving your body, or trying to, at least, and you're in this, I mean, you're in, like, a completely pitch black void, the only thing giving off any light is this, uh, well, is that, like, crackling light. Um, so, you try to move, you try to push your body in any kind of way, and you, you know what you're doing shouldn't work, you know what you're doing can't work, but you do slowly begin to make your way towards that small star, almost like your body is naturally drawn to it. Um, and you are now within about a foot away from it. Uh, or I guess, I think that sentence was right. It doesn't matter. Uh, you are real close to it and you are within range to touch it. Is that what you do? Yes, I absolutely touch it. As soon as you touch this light, your body is filled with this powerful shock. But it's not an electric shock or anything like that. And it's not even coming from that light. But as soon as your skin makes contact with this energy, you feel this terrible pain in your back. Uh, and very quickly, you completely remember everything that just happened a second ago, like uh, in, the, in the real world, where you were stabbed in the back uh, by the anarchists, both figuratively and literally. Uh, and like you had that kind of experience and you feel like you have died. Not that you are dying, but that you have died. Um, but before you can do much with that thought, um, I'm gonna have you make a death saving throw. I got a 10. As you touch this light, you feel a sharp claw quickly move up your arm uh, and just kind of grab your arm really tightly. Um, and within seconds, you are pulled into this light. Uh, you don't exactly know how that is possible. You don't exactly know where you are, uh, but you uh, are just very quickly uh, just like yanked through onto the other side of wherever this light leads. Um, 
and you kind of just fall on the ground. Though I think it would be incorrect to call it ground. It looks, it, it feels as though you're like you fell directly on like a solid plane of glass. Uh, though it doesn't feel like that. Like it, like it feels like it, it felt that way when you made an impact with it. But like on your hands and around you, it doesn't feel like anything. Uh, it just feels like air. Like you should be able to pass through it, but you can't. Um, and as you kind of readjust yourself and pull yourself off the ground, um, you notice something. You notice as your eyes uh, kind of begin to adjust to the light, you see something that you immediately recognize, though you've never seen it before. But you can say, without a shadow of a doubt, that this is the city of heaven. <clears throat> it's shown with the glory of God. The city is like that of a precious jewel. It is clear as crystal and shrouded in a great cloud, boasting a high wall with 12 gates, and at each gate perches a gigantic angel with a flaming sword. The entire city appears to be built around a gigantic crooked mountain. While taking in the majesty of this sight, you are met with the sounds of wind and the sensation of a small cloud passing over you. Hovering above you is a man in his mid-thirties with a bushy white beard and a robe that glows with ethereal blue and yellow. What do you do? Um, can I call out to him? Sure. What do you do? What do you say? Is he above me or is he like right next to me? He's like, uh, he's above you and he's kind of like, uh, he, he's kind of in the process of flying above you. Okay. Um, hello? Hello? Um, huh? Oh! Hello? 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 What, what's up? Huh? Um, um, who are you? Um, what, what is this? Is this, you is this heaven? You see this figure kind of, like, drift downwards uh, and uh, uh, not plant himself on the ground. He's still in his little, like, cloud nimbus uh, uh, thing. Um, and you see him, and he's just like, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is heaven. Oh, Sister Grey Owl. Great, great, great. Sister, hi. How's it going? Hi. Yes. This is heaven. Uh, what's up? Pretty sure you're here a little early, but uh, what are you? What are, yeah, what are you doing here? Um, I I I don't know. Um, I I got stabbed and I'm here now. Nice, nice. Uh, well, uh, let's. Oh, fuck. Uh, but yeah, I should probably introduce myself. Oh, also, you can say fuck here. It's okay. Uh, and he uh, reaches his hand down to you and was like, Uh, I'm Peter. It's nice to meet you. What's up? I, I'm kind of in charge of the gate, you know. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, what are you uh, what are you up to? Uh, um, well, um, I, I don't know. I just I I just came. So yeah, yeah, yeah. can am I allowed in? Ugh, sorry, Sister Gray Owl. Um. Well, let me check my schedule. Uh, let me check. Um, and he, he pulls out this uh, this kind of very modern clipboard, and he starts flipping through it. Um, and he's like, 
Well, okay, it see it says here that in order to get in, you're gonna have to make an appointment. And you have to make an appointment with God in order to do that. Uh, which you can do, but you have to be dead first. But aren't I dead? Well, this is strange to say, uh, but unfortunately, big question mark there. No, uh, you shouldn't be dead for quite some time. Oh. Yeah, this um, is all wrong. This is all wrong. This is not where you're supposed to be at all right now. Well, is there somebody I can talk to about that? Like, maybe God? Or <sighs> No, sorry. If you want to talk to the big man, you're going to have to make an appointment. But you can talk to me, Peter. I kick all ass. Right. Remember, I nice. walked on, remember, I walked on water for a little bit. I'm one of the only ones to do that. So, you know. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. So, mm -hmm. I'll talk, I'll talk to you. What's up? What's up, Sister Growl? Well, has this happened before? You know, actually, it doesn't happen too, like, rarely. Uh, it's not supposed to happen a lot. It, uh, okay, uh, it's kind of like, okay, so imagine, right, you're like a park ranger at, like, the Grand Canyon. But, like, not just at the Grand Canyon, like, under, on, like, in the Grand Canyon, you know? And, like, your job is to, like, pick up dead bodies or whatever of people who fall down there. And you'd probably think, on the outside, you're like, there can't be that many. But then it's like, every day you, like, see a dead body down here? It's kind of like that. So, like, there's usually one or two people who are, like, not supposed to be here, just kind of hanging out outside Heaven's Gate. Uh, maybe, like, three times a week, usually? That's kind of the thing. Um, it's not too uncommon, uh, so don't don't worry about that. Uh, you should be all set, though. Um, I can send you back as uh, you know in a couple minutes. You know, no nothing's perfect, uh, but uh, I, I I should be able to send you back like pretty quick. Uh, but before then, though, any big questions or whatever? I don't think I should ask my big questions just yet. Are you sure? Uh, okay. Uh, can I, I get- can I get you anything? You want, like, a mojito? Or something? No, no, I'm you good. Sure? I'm just excited to see the place. It's- Wow, it's do, really nice. Do you want to see me do, like, a miracle? I think I can turn water into wine! Sure, sounds good. Okay, um, this is kind of embarrassing. I didn't think you were gonna say yes. I can't actually do that. That's a, like, we're not allowed. I thought, I kind of thought you'd be all business, and I wanted to, like, seem cool for you, but I can't, I can't actually turn water into wine. That's, that's okay, you know, guarding the gate is just as cool. Uh, thanks. I really, I really appreciate that. I can, like, make wine, I can make water, but, like, I can't make one into the other. But I can, I can bake you a drink if you want. But like that's it. I can't I can't turn anything into anything else. It's kind of yeah. I, all the disciples are allowed to do miracles, but like only half of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I did walk on water for a little bit, and now in heaven I can still walk on water, but like for a little bit. Mm. So anyway, uh, let me see here. Okay. Uh, oh, oh my god. Um, oh my god. Okay. And again, allowed to say that. Um, you have to um, go. You have to go, Sister Grail. Sorry, I wasn't trying to hold you up. 
uh, you have to be back very soon. You need to be leaving right now. Oh, can can I ask one question? I'm so sorry. Uh, what's the... Yeah, sure. Probably. Um, do you know God's opinion on phantasms? Uh, well... That's not really... I mean, he didn't make them. I know that. He just kind of... Okay. Uh, Sister Grey Owl, have you ever heard of, like, a video game? Um... Is that... Wait, I, I... Sorry, I don't really know what time y'all are in. Are y'all pre- or post-video games? Um... I lived in a church my whole life. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Let me think about... Okay, okay. I got it. Okay. So... Hmm. Okay. So, like... Let's say... That... Uh... Okay, think about the creation as, like, a potluck at church, Right? So, mm-hmm. like, you have this big, you have this this big, beautiful potluck, right? Um, and God made the mashed potatoes, right? And he made the fried chicken, right? He made that good, good, that good, good uh, golden chick. Uh, or no, Chicken Express. That's the potluck original. Uh, he made a fruit salad, right? And he made uh, maybe, like, a, a big thing of bread rolls, right? And that's the earth. Right? That's, that's, that is the, just the blood and bone. That's everything you need. Right? (laughs) Phantasms are kind of like a cherry pie that just kind of gets thrown in there somewhere. Like, he didn't make it, but it's still part of the potluck. You feel? But would he be upset if his children ate the cherry pie? I don't think so. As far, like, I think... I, I, mm, I don't want to, you know, make any brash or bold mm-hmm. choices in talking about what God is into and isn't, but I'm pretty sure he's, like, fairly indifferent about that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I will sense. pray on it when I get back. Okay. Uh, I might actually hear from you then, because I get most of those. A lot of people don't know that, but it's true. Oh. Yeah, I get a lot of those. Kind of filter out the spam, you know, kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, do you answer them? Uh, no, I I get them, and I'll look through a lot of them. Not all of them. Uh, it's, a, it's split up. I mean, there's 12 of us. We got we got our work cut out for us. Uh, we we kind of, like, look through them, and then, you know, we kind of divide them up, and some of them go to the big man. Some of them, though, we can just take care of, because... There's some pretty powerful. Go- Look, I'm sorry. I'm so this is I. Sorry, you got me distracted. You you need to go. Wait, I can't answer too many questions. I'm really sorry. I'd really like to. You seem really great. Uh, I've been looking forward to us meeting. Uh, personally rooting for you down there, of course. Um, but you you need to get going. I'm really sorry to cut our visit short. Um, just remember, we'll be waiting for you and all that. Uh, you're good to go up here. Um, I don't want to call it, but pretty sure you're safe so you're good uh don't do anything too crazy uh and just remember zanskar is waiting and at that uh you feel a very strange sensation your line of sight what you're looking in uh like like everything that you see uh Mm -hmm. kind of shatters 
almost like you were looking at a screen. You know you weren't looking at a screen. This is not a surprise. It's the Matrix kind of deal. But it's almost like you were perceiving a 3D world in a two-dimensional space, almost. Everything that you can see shatters in front of you. And you are plunged into darkness once again. As everything around you kind of disappears, you begin to violently pull forward uh, as you descend further and further into this darkness. However, you start to see something. Uh, you can kind of feel your body getting faster and faster as you're moving through like what appears to be just like the endless void of space. Um, but very soon, you actually start to see these random flashes, these random visions. Uh, you're not really sure what's going on, uh, but you can kind of see, the first thing you see is this large city on the water, uh, just kind of burning. Uh, uh, you, it's not a city that you recognize, uh, but you can just kind of see the entire thing being destroyed. Uh, you also see, uh, uh, soon after that, um, and I wanna stress the way these visions are kind of set up, uh, you're, you're seeing these different sites and they're just kind of like in orbs that you're passing by almost like planets that are far away uh, But they're just showing you these different scenes um, And so you have no idea what They are but you're just seeing these random visions kind of just like uh, Fly past you or maybe you're flying past them uh, In your descent uh, you see another figure uh, here standing in the center of a street with crowds of people running from them uh, they're wearing a black a black cloak with a gold-colored mask, and they walk solemnly, brandishing a cross made from seemingly the same material as the mask, and they just walk toward this crowd. Um, you also see in a new kind of portal that shows up, uh, you see a worm flying through uh, a black and red sky. It's the same worm that you saw and fought in Alaska, though this time it is flying over this that same burning city from the other vision, and there appears to be a lot of them. Uh, you see another one uh, as you continue your descent. Um, you see this large crackling yellow and gold rift uh, that just stands there in like this really chaotic sky as like materials and buildings are just flying through the air and standing before it there's this beautiful demoness and this large cow that are just walking into this rift together uh another one uh you see four horsemen standing atop a cliffside overlooking the burning city uh you can only seem to make out one of them which is kit uh who sits upon a red horse with a small skeletal raven perched upon his shoulder uh, another one you see, uh, you see this deer uh, that's just kind of slowly dragging itself through this chaotic city street, uh, covered in worms and leeches. Its large antlers seem to crack and weaken as its joints pop and shift in unnatural directions. Soon, the creature's eyes begin to glow a bright white light, and the deer stumbles upward, finding its place alongside other similarly affected creatures. And now you see one more. It seems like so far as you've, uh, as you've been falling through or flying through uh, this, this strange darkness, uh, all these uh, sights that you're seeing have been like to the left or right of you. This one is directly in front of you. And you are flying forward and you just kind of get plunged directly into it. Uh, and you are now in a, a, a 
a part of space, uh, I almost say like a sky, it's not like you're in an atmosphere. You are now uh, in orbit around uh, the half planet that is Fantasy America. Um, and you're seeing all these uh, stars. Once again, you see the sun, you see the solar system. Um, and you also see a dwarven man uh, flying above the half planet Earth. And a powerful white light emanates from his eyes, sending a huge, like, bright white and yellow beam of energy into the world below. Drawing from the power of the sun, the light from the great star dwindles and the man collapses, drifting unconsciously into space. Why don't you, uh, Sister Growl, right now make a perception check? Ooh, that's a four. A four? Uh, let's see. Okay, uh, so you can't quite make out the person. Uh, you don't know exactly who this person is. You know they were a dwarf, that was it. Uh, you can kind of see they have, like, a white beard, and, uh, they appear to be black, but that's it. That's all you can tell. Uh, other than that, uh, just looks like your standard dwarf, I guess. Uh, so, um, once more, you start descending, uh, through this space again, and the stars kind of bend and change around you as you fly forward. Uh, you are, uh, thrown back into darkness, uh, and there is nothing in front of you. Uh, but you slowly come to a halt. Uh, and as your body kind of starts to, uh, stop flying through the air at unfathomable speeds, um, you are now in a place devoid of visions, but a figure stands before you, perfectly aligned with you. Their proportions are exactly yours. Uh, where your feet end, their feet end. Where your head ends, their head ends. Uh, and they wear a black robe, and they hold a solid gold-like cross. Uh, to their side, uh, to their right side specifically, and they're wearing uh, this same kind of mask that you saw in an earlier vision. Um, and they also have this really strange emblem on their chest that you recognize. Uh, you finally, you, you've seen this vision now. Uh, you can see the figure close enough to know that this figure on their robe is wearing the M insignia that's also the same insignia from Merc. And they're just standing directly in front of you. What do you do? Um, I, I greet them. Um, hello? They don't respond. Um, I call out again. Um, hello? Who, who are you? They do not seem like they heard you. Um, can I touch their robe? Yeah, go for it. Right. I want to grab their robe. Okay. Uh, when you grab their robe, uh, you kind of experience a little bit of, uh, zero-gravity fun times. Uh, as, like, that just, that is a very small amount of motion that you exerted, uh, just kind of, like, moves them, uh, like, like, rotates them a little bit. Um, probably a little bit more than you intended to, but, um, they are now, they moved almost, um, I guess, like, uh, 40 degrees horizontally kind of thing, uh, or ro they rotated 40 degrees horizontally, so they're just a little bit, kind of at a weird angle, they're no longer looking at you. Hmm. Can I walk in front of them? Uh, you can't walk at all, uh, you're just in this weird space, but yeah, you can kind of just float in front of them if you want. 
Can I float in front of them? Yeah, you do that. Alright, I want to wave in their face. Hello? Uh, they Can I do that? Yeah, you, you do it. Uh, they still don't... They don't really seem... They, they can't acknowledge you. It doesn't really feel like they're alive. Hmm. Can I check out the other people around? Uh, there's no other people. It's just you oh. and this person. Floating oh. in a void of space. Okay, okay. Hmm. I want to try and make contact again. I want to put my hand on their face. Ooh, okay. Uh, you put your hand on this face. It's like this uh, golden colored mask. Uh, but when you put your hand on this face and it's completely smooth, you don't feel like, it, it doesn't feel like it's gold. And uh, you know, you've had some experience with gold. It's like a softer metal before. You've like held a gold coin. So you know what it feels like. Um, but this doesn't feel like gold. This feels like a way harder metal. And it, like, it feels light to the touch, uh, but it feels very like strong, if that makes sense. Just kind of gently uh, holding it or pushing it a little bit. Uh, it just, it feels powerful and strong, but it doesn't feel like gold, if that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I'll actually also say, as you touch it, slowly you kind of start to see your hand turn really pale. Uh, and you don't really know why. Uh, and you feel this really strange, almost like your, uh, blood is being drawn. It's not being drawn. You're fine. Uh, but it, it, it's that same kind of coldness in just your hand. Uh, or, or actually, like, your hand kind of starts to numb or, like, fall asleep. Uh, as soon as you make contact with this metal. I'm gonna take my hand away. Okay. Immediately. Uh, you do that. And I'll also say, just the, the sheer amount of pressure that you exerted on their face uh kind of pushes them forward or it kind of tilts their head uh to or it pushes their head backwards so they are kind of begin this very slow spinning through the air uh horizontally kind of like uh uh the, the same kind of direction as like if you uh, see a knife get thrown it's like rotating through the air vertically uh but they're moving very slowly uh but very very uh soon uh, within a matter of seconds, you kind of see uh, their feet and their back are like level, and then you're now kind of seeing them uh, uh, on their back in a way, uh, though direction doesn't really exist in space. So they are just as forward as you, but to them, it looks like, or, or but to you, I should say, it looks like they're on their back right now. Uh, and they're kind of slowly uh, moving upward, but suddenly you see this kind of bright, glittering reflection of something on their back. Can I take a closer look? Of course. Uh, you move forward. I won't make you roll for it uh, because you know what it is. Uh, as soon as you get close enough, you see something uh, in in their back. Uh, you see this dagger. It's the same dagger that you uh, have been very familiar with uh, for the majority of uh, this arc. Um, it's the same dagger that was stabbed into you, and it was stabbed in the exact same place as uh, as it was stabbed into you. Uh, and you see this figure with this knife in their back, um, and it's just kind of crackling with energy, uh, pushing it into their back and creating this kind of like um, like light uh, in inside of them, if that makes sense. Just kind of pulsing. 
can I, um, can I touch the knife? Yeah. Um, as soon as you touch the knife, you feel that exact same numbing sensation that you felt when you touched the mask. Uh, as your, uh, your hand just kind of feels, like, uh, weaker, uh, as you come in contact with it. But you feel this really strange sensation, like you're losing control in a, uh, a little bit. Uh, and you just kind of start to hear this whispering coming from the knife. And I'm going to ask you to make a wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. I got 18. Okay. Uh, so you succeed. Um, but you just hear... So you don't. You, your body doesn't lose control. But you hear this really loud... Like the whispers start to escalate really, really loudly. Uh, and they uh, grow in volume. You hear this very clear and sharp phrase you just hear pull Pull it it out out. as clear as day coming from all directions Mm. i don't know i feel like i should pull it out but i feel like that's a bad idea i'm gonna go ahead and pull it out okay as soon as your hand grips the handle of this knife and as soon as you uh feel uh, or it's like when you pull right you feel the sensation of like the skin uh kind of uh uh contracting a little bit uh trying to heal around the knife uh just a little bit uh but but the knife uh it's freshly uh placed into the back it has not been there for long uh but you can kind of feel there's a little bit of resistance as you kind of pull this knife out but as soon as you can kind of see the tip uh, leaving the body, and as soon as you see some of the blood uh, that also leaves the body kind of become turn into like these small spheres uh, in space, uh, because that's what fluid does in gravity, um, immediately you wake up right where you were standing, back on Earth, back on back in Fantasy America, back in front of the anarchist. You. Uh, uh, you stand there holding this knife, right, that you just pulled out of that figure's back, and you immediately, without breaking a sweat, are in, are just standing in a defensive position with the knife, as if it is a weapon that you know very, very well. Uh, and you are standing there near the anarchist, uh, your body no longer frozen or paralyzed, um, and you, uh, don't feel any pain on your back. You don't feel uh, like anything uh, stabbed you or anything like that. You don't feel weak. Uh, you uh, you don't notice any blood dripping down your back or anything like that. You feel completely fine. Uh, um, and you're just standing there in front of the anarchist and in front of uh, Nirvana Liberty, I think is the name that I gave her. Um, and she's holding that coin in her hand that she used uh, moments ago. And she looks like she's trying to do something with it, but she can't quite get something to work. So what do you do? I want to help Liberty. Right? My name's Liberty? Sure. Uh, if you want. Oh. I'm I mean, sorry. No. Do it. What do you want to do? I, I want to protect... I don't know. Protect her? Okay, I will just remind you, she is the one who froze you in place moments ago. Recently. I thought it was the anarchist. Nah, he can't paralyze people. She did that. 
She held out that coin and then you froze. Oh. But if you want to help her, by all means, that's some fucking grade A New Testament behavior. But also, yeah. she did just try to paralyze you. No, I'm. she's a child. I, yeah. I need to help her. Okay, uh, what do you do? Scoop her up and run. Okay, uh, I'll say as soon as you run to go do that, you feel something brush up against you. <gasps> no, uh, no, As no. soon as you run forward, you feel like something kind of swims past you almost, though you're in the air. Uh, and you just feel this very large being kind of move next to you as a very powerful flash of red light just kind of uh, emanates in front of you. Uh, and you jump back kind of reflexively. Um, and you, as this being has passed you, uh, and you see, you feel the anarchist presence uh, grow towards you a little bit, and he's like, "All right, Sister Gray Owl, let's all just be careful about how we step." Uh, and as you look up, you are currently surrounded by two sharks. Uh, one of them is a giant red, great white shark uh, that's uh, kind of uh, hovering around you uh, and kind of flying in a complete in a circle around both you and the anarchist though it's not surrounding uh it hasn't gone towards uh, towards uh uh nirvana liberty um and the other shark is a small pure golden and white shark uh that appears to be a small salmon shark uh though i guess it would be like an average sized salmon shark um and you see these two figures or these two sharks i guess uh, just kind of flying in a perfect circle around you, uh, not really wanting you to move. I don't... Mm, I move. I still move. Okay. I don't trust these things. Uh, I don't as, trust them. as you move, these two sharks, uh, they stay in their orbit, uh, around you. It seems like, well, like, as, as you move, they also move. Uh, and it seems like they are just circling you completely. Uh, no matter where you are. So you are able to continue. And as you walk forward, uh, these sharks get closer to uh, the anarchist and he jumps back, uh, kind of following you. Uh, and, you know, understandably scared of these flying sharks. And he's like, I do not know. I don't know what the hell's going on. Rift sharks don't do this. This isn't that. Uh, Sister Grail, you know anything about this? No. Actually, you know what? I don't. Because I don't know a thing about phantasms okay fair enough i'm sorry um i'm a little confused it seems like you should have manifested one by now uh and he's saying manifested. this well you survived the this the the um what's the word we, the initiation that's right you survived the initiation so you should have something uh but right now we just got these fuckers to deal with did you just insult them well, I, I'm not, like, not trying to insult them. I'm just really scared for my life because shark's in the air. Uh, and I, I mean, as soon as I saw them, I did what I would normally do. I tried to use my phantasm, and it ain't working. It's not making those guys fight, fight or beat each other. So I don't know what's going on. Imagine how I feel, how unsafe I felt. Hmm? Wait, for, hmm? for when? Where? What, what part? When you stabbed me. Okay, okay. That's... That's fair. I, I get that. But... 
It's not. I trusted you. I know. I trusted you. I know. But think about the power that you might have. Maybe a power strong enough to fight off these fucking sharks, Sister Grail. Can we please, can we please talk about this in a second? I need space. Okay. You. Well, I can't move. Get these sharks are literally keeping us together. In a very bottle episode type fashion. And I am not a fan. And I wouldn't mind. Like, if you want some space, I got you, girl. But, but, sharks in the air surrounding us in a perfect circle. So, mm. look, I, I'm worried. I don't know either. I don't know either. Can I move my shark? Uh, make a charisma check. I got 14. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. You... I guess kind of figured out. Uh, you kind of think you want the sharks to move, and they stop. They stop moving completely. Uh, you you concentrate. You want them to not uh, to to you know stop moving or to move somewhere else, and they just completely halt in the air, and they very quickly uh, just kind of swim uh, past you and the anarchist, and uh, just kind of uh, hover near the water. They just kind of stand there, uh, or not stand, uh, they just kind of float there patiently. Alright, now you have space. Now get away. Oh, okay, okay. And he steps back, uh... I want my sharks near me again. Okay, they immediately flock to you. Uh, and such a grail, are these yours? I don't know. Such a grail, this is amazing! You have two sharks! I mean, I... God, I've never seen a phantasm manifest into, like, two different creatures. And I've never seen a phantasm. Well, now, this is a pretty cool fucking one to start out with, I'd say. To start out with? Yeah, I mean, now you can see phantasms. So, uh, and actually, uh, I'm, when you kind of, when he says that, you look over at uh, Nirvana Liberty, and she is holding this coin, uh, kind of, like, she she's trying to, like, hold it, and she's shaking it. It's like, come on, damn it, come on! Uh, she's saying that over and over again, um, and you can kind of see around her flickering. There is this figure. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a horrifying-looking figure in a way. Uh, it kind of looks like uh, a combination of a toy soldier and a um, like a piggy bank. So like its face has this like cartoon pig face. It's all made out of gold. Uh, it, it's wearing like this kind of English soldier's hat. Uh, and it has this really big uh, winder on its back. Uh, and the, the winder uh, on the back is kind of moving in both directions very quickly. Um, and you're just kind of seeing this figure flicker in and out of existence uh, as she's like holding this coin. And you can kind of see the figure uh, is like has a hand on the coin uh, also, but it's only showing up uh, momentarily. Um, and the anarchist is like, all right, hey, hey, Nirvana, give it a rest, all right? I, I think it's okay. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, she holds all the cards right now. It's okay. She's like, God, God damn it, I don't know what's happening. It's like, I know, I know. It's all right. We'll figure this out. All right. Sister Grey Owl, you are a channeler. You have a phantasm, and you can see our phantasms now. So, you are now one of the most powerful people here. Uh, and you are one of the most powerful members of the family. So, welcome. That doesn't change how I feel. I know. 
But if you will come with us and if you will work with us, we can figure out exactly what these phantasms do and we can figure out exactly what we can do with them and how you can use them to better the world. Not yet. Okay. What I, do you no, mean? I, you're trust. Okay. I don't trust you at all anymore. That's fair. No, you're, I, you're just as bad as Merc, if not worse at this point. I, I resent I, that, but I understand. I don't expect you to trust me right now. The reason that I did what I did is because regardless of what side that you're on, I believe that you're going to do amazing things with this power. So, and I, I know you're going to make the right decisions. So, whether or not you're on our side or theirs, I know in the end, you're going to know what's right. Well, I'm not so for sure about that. As you say that, uh, you hear something. Uh, it has nothing to do with the three of you standing there. But you hear this strange sound. Or I guess it's not really a strange sound. It's more of just a surprising sound. Uh, you hear the sound of a stick breaking. Like a small twig. And as soon as you hear that, you hear a few more creaks uh, near you. Uh, just kind of um, moving forward just a little bit uh, in the nearby brush, in the nearby uh, forest. And actually, yeah, fuck it. This is Dungeons and Dragons. Make a perception check. All right. Okay. 11. 11. Okay, cool. Um, you see something that you probably really don't want to have to fuck with right now. Uh, but you see all along the trees uh, the sight of arrows poking out from the trees and from the brush. And you notice that it appears that there's a, an entire army uh, with trained bows and arrows on your position right now. Lovely. Uh, and you see they uh, each of these figures uh, out there, though you don't see them very clearly you see you do see though they have these very large masks uh each and every one of them uh they're all completely unique but they still uh kind of uh keep the group in a uh, sort of organization they all appear to be wearing the masks of different moths and one of them moves forward a little bit um and they just stand before you and they say we are the hand of the broken one. State your case for why we should not deliver you justice. The broken one? We are the hand Ju what? of the broken one. What have I done wrong? State your reason for why you should not be punished for your crimes. What is my crime? <sighs> For crimes against the forest and her people, you have been sentenced to the highest punishment. Do you what pray execution or banishment? And the anarchist is there also, and it's like, well... What crime against the forest did I commit? I don't know what's happening. 
see. And the figure kind of looks out at you. While you hunt these beasts and these monsters, as you call them, that the forest has created to preserve it, we hunt the hunters. You are a hunter. And so you have become an enemy of the forest and her people. I am going to ask this question again. For crimes against the forest and her people, you have been sentenced to the highest punishment. How do you pray? Execution or banishment? And at that, we're going to cut to Panera. Panera. Period. You uh, <laughs> are at the campsite very close by uh, to all that is happening. Um, and I'm going to say you are, you're chill. You're fine. Uh, but you, uh, you're far enough away that you don't know everything that's going on with Sister Grey Owl and with everyone else. But you are close enough uh, to know, to, to have seen an entire army just kind of pass by very quickly. Um, so you know, like, there's some shit. They probably didn't see you, though. Uh, not to be, um, you know, what's the word? Insensitive. Uh, but you are a tree, and they probably genuinely just might have just fucking walked right past you. Uh, so this entire army and uh, the the rest of uh, the family that was with you, uh, they just kind of very quickly duck behind some trees and stuff. They are not being hunted, though. Uh, it appears that did, the army just does not care about them. Uh, but they do... Did anyone duck behind me? Yeah, uh, I like that. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Plutus Freethought uh, ducked behind you uh, pretty effective. Uh, pretty effectively uh uh maybe he forgot to actually that'd be funny uh and so um uh this entire army just kind of runs past you uh and you kind of see them take uh positions and you know that uh sister gray owl and the family or not the family sorry the anarchist went off in that direction too so what do you do uh so those soldiers aren't here anymore they like are, are they all over there uh, yeah, they're all, uh, over there. So you're good. Okay, so I guess I'm going to try to follow them and blend in with the trees. Okay, And like see what's that. going on. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw, or the dexterity check with advantage. Yeah. Ooh. I rolled. That sounds bad. Stinkily. Oh, well, you'll see. I don't... Why? Roll the dice. Um, one, two, three, um, 18. Okay, I rolled one, so you're good. <laughs> I just wanted to spook you. Uh, so, yeah, with that 18, you uh, pretty easily uh, move up to them. And you can't really decide if you are hidden or they just don't give a fuck. Like, genuinely. Uh, they are just not regarding you. Um, you see all these figures. There are, like, a ton of people, though. There is... Uh, at least 200 uh, people out here, uh, kind of in front of you. Uh, very uh, swiftly, kind of, uh, they've moved up to this position that they're all guarding. You can't quite see what they're looking at just yet. Uh, but you can you, you can see them pretty well. Uh, they all are wearing different cloths and tunics and stuff like that, uh, that are all this like kind of like dark gray color. 
Um, and then they all have these masks that uh, look like moth heads, basically. Uh, and, they, and, then, and then they wear these different capes behind them. And the capes have a little bit of color to them. They're uh, alternating patterns of kind of like black, red, and gray. Um, and the same, the same with their masks. And the masks and the capes seem to have a sort of color coordination. Uh, but uh, they all, each and every single one of them that you can see, have a completely unique design to both the masks and the capes. Uh, so you see that, um, and you all see they are, uh, pretty well equipped with, uh, different, uh, types of weapons and stuff, but they all looked pretty handmade. Uh, none of it looks like something you could buy at a store. It all looks like, uh, like sharpened, uh, wood for arrows. Uh, some of them have metal, but not a lot. Uh, most of them seem to be relying and making things that they can make, uh, with wood and from, uh, different forms of nature without mining. So, uh, oh, but some of them do have... Uh, pretty modern weapons, actually. Uh, you do see some of the bigger uh, figures among this uh, group, and uh, it's a it's a pretty diverse group of like sizes. Uh, n nobody's really the same size, uh, but there are some people who are just very large, almost like bear-like in size, uh, that are there. And you can actually see some of them have rifles, and some of them have like uh, fairly modern swords and stuff like that that do not look like they originated from this group. They look like they maybe uh, were picked up or are trophies or something like that. Uh, so you see uh, quite a few people like that, but mostly. You see a lot of figures who are uh, uh, a bit shorter than you and uh, have a wide uh, variety of different uh, weapons that all seemed uh, sourced from relatively the same place. Anyway, uh, as you get closer, you can uh, see pretty plain as day. Um, uh, they are all have arrows trained on uh, Sister Grey Owl and on the Anarchist and uh, on Nirvana Liberty, though they seem more... Uh, interested in both the anarchist and in Sister Grail. So, what do you do? Uh, probably nothing. Okay. Because, you know, I mean, yeah. what's, yeah. I got you. Um, so, okay. Uh, so we're gonna cut back to, uh, Sister Grail then and the anarchist. Um, uh, you are standing there, um, and the figure that you've been talking to the most, um, uh, or I guess exclusively, uh, he looks at you again as you kind of both stand there in silence and he just says I will ask one more time for crimes against the forest and her people you have been sentenced to the highest punishment how do you pray execution or banishment is this just for me or is this also for him and I like I want to point to the Anarchist. Is it for both of us? This goes for all hunters. All participants in the trials of Oregon are all subject to equal justice against the forest. Can I look to see if the anarchist is at least like 30 feet away from me? Or like is he closer? Uh, yeah, he's uh, probably about 20 feet away from you. Maybe a little Sweet. bit Sweet. Alright. Um... Can I cast a spell? Of course. What do you want to do? I want to cast Sanctuary. So, um, in order to cast this, it's a 30 feet radi- A 30 feet, like, I'm pretty sure diameter. Until the spell ends, any creature who targets the word creature with an attack or harmful spell must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed saving throw, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. Spells don't protect the worded creature against aerial effects such as explosion or fireball. And my, um, so, and for my quote, um... 
I see. Because you're supposed to see a Bible quote for it, too. I see. Um, he is a shield to all those who take refuge in him. And then I... Yes. <laughs> I have, That's dope. I cast my, wait, I need to cast my... I need to do my theme, Bobby first. What do you need? Oh, your roll? Yes. May I make Fair. my roll? Of course. Sweet! What'd you do? 20. How? Oh, fuck. I got a 19. That was close. Neither. I plead neither. Yes. Um, and you see this, this figure is like, what? Uh, and as soon as you say that, uh, or as soon as that happens too, you, uh, this blinding light just kind of shoots out of you from all, in all directions. Um, and your entire body just kind of glows with this like pure golden energy as you hold out uh, your uh, holy symbol uh, to your right side as just clerical magic uh, just kind of flies through the air empowering uh, you in kind of just this extreme uh, radiance. Um, and there's a little bit of a halo uh, that just kind of hovers above your head because uh, fucking cool shit happens when you roll d d20 uh, correctly on this show. Uh, so uh, you do that and uh, you, I'll say, uh, for a little bit, are gonna experience complete invincibility. Uh, and um, a little bit. when you do this, uh, the anarchist, uh, like after, ev and everyone is completely taken aback by your majesty, I think, except the anarchist, uh, who uh, sees that happen and is like, all right, uh, so as you can see, me and my friends are very powerful, and you probably do not want to fuck with us. Um, and it just might be the case where if you continue to train arrows on us, you might find those arrows trained on yourselves very quickly. Ugh. Do you understand? Can I and interrupt him? What? Well, yeah, go, of course. Okay, so this spell doesn't require focus. All it requires is that I have a, um, hand. Yeah, okay. Um, so I want to grab him and scream run and just head in the opposite direction um and he just says like i we don't have to run i can use my faith as a model no you okay. gotta run Fuck. okay uh and so do you just run is that what you do yes we just run we're out of there run through them okay yes. oh i feel so bad for the anarchists uh so you yes let's run through are them. you just dragging him essentially okay yeah, so you just kind of grab him, I'll say by the arm, because he doesn't really have, like, a collar or anything like that. <gasps> my boy, Wait, shirtless. oh my gosh, no! What? I left, what's her name? Nirvana? Well, it's yes. too late. It's too late. So no! you you run uh, towards this crowd, and the crowd, like, is freaking out. Uh, and they just fire a volley of arrows uh, towards you. Uh, most of them miss, because uh, they all have to change aim kind of last second. But quite a few uh, hit you, or they would. Uh, if you were not invincible. And so, uh, you, like, these, uh, arrows just kind of burn, uh, off of you, and the two sharks mm -hmm. follow you very quickly, uh, and they, uh, mm -hmm. kind of push, uh, forward for you, uh, this path, um, directly in front of you, kind of, uh, psychically moving people around you aside. Uh, and... I can't, I can't leave Nirvana. I can't leave her. Uh, can I push the anarchist to go, and then can I head back? Uh... You're, I think if not, you okay. are already moving, um, and, mm. okay, okay, look, I'll tell you what, uh, you did forget her, right, in that moment, so I'm gonna say, 
you do you rush you bum rush uh, these guys you move through them making a completely clear path in front of you um, and then I'm gonna say uh, like they're all in shock they have no idea what's going on uh, but the light uh, around you uh, in that kind of uh, uh, magical effect kind of starts to fade away a little bit um, and I'm gonna say in this moment you remember oh fuck Nirvana uh, and she's just kind of standing back there and is like, all right, are, are, hey, are you you going to come get me? You going to do one of those for me or what's the deal? I'm, I'm coming back. Okay, okay. Uh, go ahead. Just make one dexterity saving throw. I got a three. Yeah, okay. So as you move back, right, the anarchist is fucking gone. Like he, he starts running. Uh, as quick as he can, and he, uh, he, and he, also Panera, you see all of this, uh, and he sees you, and he's like, Panera, come on, we're, we're, we gotta get out of here, come on, let's go, uh, do you go with him? I am going to stand like a tree and wait. Uh, he's like, come on, we, we gotta get out, <sighs> all right, fine, but look, meet us, meet us right over there, okay, we do not want to lose you, uh, and he runs back over to the group, uh, and, uh, it's just you, and uh, uh, you and this uh, army that has not seen you quite yet, Sister Grail, you run back over to the beach, um, and uh, Nirvana's like, "All right, are you gonna do that thing again, or what's the deal?" Can I do that thing again? Uh, try it. All right, sweet. I got a five. So, with that five, uh, you cannot muster the power uh, that you just uh, manifested uh, a little bit ago. The the army kind of. Uh, picks up their, 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 their themselves off the ground, and they retrain their weapons on you. Uh, and this time you actually see, uh, pretty close by, there is this uh, this figure who uh, who has kind of a strange body type. Uh, it, it almost seems like they're not supposed to like be standing up how they are. Like It seems like they have like a lot of torso and not a lot of leg. Uh, and they just like uh, in front of you, just like cock a uh, like a shotgun almost, uh, and they uh, point it uh, kind of at you as these soldiers kind of stand back up. How how far is this person from me? Uh, they're uh, walking towards you a little bit, so they're uh, within uh, I'd say twenty feet. How far is the army from me? Twenty feet. But you also just did two different things in pretty short succession. So regardless, it's it, it'll probably be their turn, even though we didn't roll for it. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I know. Sometimes you gotta play a fucking game. Um, so uh, you see this army kind of move back towards you, and you see that one figure in the center, and he just stands there, and he says, "For crimes against the forest and her people, you have been sentenced to the highest punishment." How do you pray? Execution or banishment? I pray only to my god. Very well. And then all the uh, arrows become trained on you again, and uh, everyone pulls back their drawstring. As we raise our hand in vengeance for the world which was taken from us, so shall this sinner be granted eternal life beneath the earth. And 
moments before they fire, um, another interruption occurs. And you hear a very strange sound. Uh, with all the same cadence of a powerful wolf howling, you hear this, um, this the sound of just a sheep bleeding. Uh, but it's it's somehow super powerful. You just hear this like uh, from very f or not very far away from pretty up close. Uh, but it's loud and it's booming, and you have no idea how that could be, uh, being the fact that it is a sheep bleat. But uh, the entire army looks scared for just a moment, and they pull back a little bit, and you see something jump up above this entire crowd of people. Um, and landing, uh, kind of in front of you, is this beautiful ram spirit. Uh, not one that you, uh, recognize, uh, probably because of your, uh, fairly Catholic origin, uh, but you just see this huge, uh, almost like, uh, Studio Ghibli-esque, uh, like, spirit, uh, kind of stand, uh, in front of you. Uh, it, it, it's, it's completely, uh, white, uh, it, it's fluffy, uh, almost. It looks like it's made of clouds, in a way. It has these gigantic ram horns, uh, of course, and, uh, these, like, piercing, uh, like, uh, it has those, like, slash eyes that, uh, many, many goat and goat-adjacent creatures have. Uh, and it kind of stands uh, 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 on all fours in front of you. Uh, but on its back, you see a human person, you think. Uh, and they have the, this uh, large uh, ram's mask on their head that kind of covers their entire face. And this really uh, uh, fluffy mane of hair uh, that uh, moves. It's like in their back. It's in this large like puff uh, that's all just like completely white and gray. Uh, and it kind of goes all down their back and it looks really sick. Um, and uh, they're standing, uh, or they're sitting on top of this ram and the entire uh, army in front of you is just kind of muttering. Uh, and you can kind of make out one word. Uh, you're not really sure what's going on, but you can hear over and over again, just saga over and over again. Like saga, saga, like that kind of thing. Um, as everyone is, uh, just kind of taken aback by this site uh, that stands before you. Um, and the the person that you can tell uh, is in charge, uh, who's been trying to get you to plead. Uh, um, he stands there and he holds his hand back calmly uh, to uh, reassure the entire army. And he just says, Saga. And uh, this person, who's apparently named Saga, uh, just says, like, all right. All right, guys, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave this woman alone. And they stay, are taken aback, and they're just like, Saga, you are not one of us anymore. You do not get to make these kinds of calls. And she says, I, I know I might not be officially one of you, but I also know that this army is nothing compared to what I've done. Is that right? And the entire army is shaking, like they are not having it. And the um, uh, main soldier uh, kind of talking to all of you is like, all right, take aim. 
and uh, the soldier, uh, the, all the soldiers kind of uh, retrain their weapons again uh, and are uh, getting ready to fire as uh, you see this person on the ram kind of preparing something. Uh, and they don't, I mean, you can't see their face at all, uh, or you can't see the top half of their face. Uh, you can see the bottom half of their face. And just uh, uh, barely, you can just kind of see the smile uh, kind of uh, crack uh, through the bottom of their face as they... Uh, um, excitedly prepare some kind of defense. Um, and they, uh, begin to whistle. Uh, and you're not completely sure what this means, but it makes everyone shake. But, before anything can really happen, you see a familiar face hovering above the trees in front of you. Uh, you see Einar Darkstar, the tabaxi. Uh, and, uh, you have not seen him use this power since, I think, like, episode two. Uh, but he, uh, appears to be wearing this, this, like, this white mask of, like, pure energy. Uh, and it's just kind of hovering directly in front of his face as this cacophony of tendrils and of different, like, silks and, um, uh, cloths and stuff like that, uh, erupt from his back, uh, pushing him upwards into the air, um, and he prepares to strike down into the earth, uh, upon whatever is going on, uh, in front of him, and, uh, he, uh, as he, uh, flies down with all of his phantasmal might, uh, he just looks at you, Grey Owl, and he just says, LIGHT! CAMERA! ACTION! and strikes the earth, uh, sending the sand of the beach uh, kind of everywhere, and whipping these tendrils uh, through this army, just picking people up, uh, moving uh, uh, all these, like, cr a whole crowds of people around. Um, and you can see this phantasm. You couldn't see it before. Uh, before, you just thought he could kind of fly and maybe manipulate things. You can see this, though, clear as day. Uh, but that also means you know that everyone else can't, and you just see... Uh, or you can kind of just tell that everyone else has just seen this tabaxi man just kind of leap through the air, land, and just move uh, hordes of people uh, all at once. And the woman on the ram just kind of is sitting there, hasn't quite acknowledged you, and she's like, Well, I guess that works too. And uh, she kind of uh, kicks the, um, the ram on the sides gently. Um, and just kind of moves on uh, past uh, past the beach and uh, outwards, not to a place that you recognize. And Einar uh, is uh, kind of standing in front of you. Is like, all right, uh, I think I got them pretty good. Uh, do you want to go, Sister Grey Owl? Y yes. Can yeah. I take this? Can I take her with me? And I point oh, to you. Fuck it, right? Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> and he uh, picks both of you up and kind of with a uh, powerful gust from these tendrils, punches the ground as hard as he can, sending a wave of sand behind him, uh, and leap, sent, like, leaping uh, with, uh, and holding both of you uh, uh, through the air. Um, and just kind of, he just kind of jumps up uh, and like outwards towards the sea, uh, batting at the ocean, uh, kind of to push y'all uh, forward. Uh, and he kind of, uh, uh, you're, you're kind of just jumping on the ocean right now, and you're, uh, uh, and he's like, all right, uh, I mean, fuck, I don't know exactly what's going on, hopefully you can explain, uh, what's, what's been happening, but, uh, I'm just gonna take you back to Merc, and I, I think we'll be okay. To Merc? I'm, I'm, I'm with the family. Uh, are you, are you actually? I, 
nod at Nirvana. Like I look at Nirvana. Oh, of course. Uh, and Nirvana's like. Well, actually, no. Make a charisma check. Let's see if that oh, works. Let's that see if that works. Anyways, you're not gonna win this <laughs> because it's already twenty. But let me add my charisma. Did you get a twenty? Yes. Yeah, so that's a twenty-two. Wait, did you get a yes. natural twenty? Yes. Here's the thing. This is drowl. I also got a natural twenty. Dang. You know what that means? Dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me get right. one on this one. I'm gonna. Oh, I love with all this uh, suspension or suspension? Is that you know, with all this suspense? Uh, you can kind of just see uh, in slow motion. Uh, you like lock eyes with um, Einar. Einar starts realizing what he's just said. Uh, your eyes go big. His eyes go big. Nirvana Liberty's like her eyebrow just kind of curls up as she's looking at both of you, making this. Expression. You both very slowly pan back to her in complete slow motion, and the number that we're both gonna roll is gonna be. I got 11. I got a 13. No! So, uh, with this revelation, Nirvana Liberty is sitting there and he's like, I fucking knew it! I knew it! You're with Merc the whole time, weren't you? And you stabbed me. I didn't stab you, I just froze you so somebody else could stab me. Hey, fuck you, nun. I didn't want you on our team in the first place. Now I knew you were against us. You know, I was on y'all's team until y'all started to be mean. We weren't mean. He gave you a superpower. He gave I you mind sharks. He I gave you mind sharks. This is exclusively beneficial. We're gonna cut uh, back, I think, Drop to... Her. Drop her in the ocean. <laughs> Uh, before you can say that shit, before you can murder a child off screen, we're gonna cut back to, uh, Panera, uh, and we'll cut back to the rest of the group, I promise, uh, we just gotta be patient. Uh, Panera, you, right now, don't have anyone specifically to go to, just because, uh, like, you can follow the anarchist if you want to, uh, but, um, Grey Owl and Einar have left, they're gone, uh, they just left, so right now, it's, uh, uh, you do your choice where you want to go, uh, but where do you want to go? I mean, it, it's kind of only one place to go, I guess. I'm gonna follow the anarchists. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so you you go over there and to where to where they are, and they've already gotten a head start on packing. Uh, you you don't really have anything at the moment. You have like your pack, you have your items, so you pick that up probably. But everyone else is just getting everything ready and like, all right, we go, come on, y'all, we gotta we gotta go. Um, and they're picking up all this stuff, and uh, the anarchist's like, Oh my god, Panera, are you alright? Uh, yeah, n nothing happened to me. <laughs> okay, good, that's what we like to hear. A boring day is a good day. Uh, alright, well, fuck, Jesus Christ. Okay, let's, uh, shit. Okay, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, and everyone's, like, packing all their stuff and all this. Uh, and I'm like, oh, fuck, wait, where's Nirvana? Where is she? Uh, gone. What? What, what do you mean she's gone? I don't know. Is she dead? Mm -hmm. I hope not. <laughs> Fucking shit. That's not good. That is not good at all. Okay. All right. Number one goal. Let's find her. We got we to gotta figure where that is. So we're going to go do that. Well, actually, okay, that's number two goal. Number one goal, get the fuck out of here, because there's a fucking army. I don't know if you saw this, Panera, but there's an army that wants to kill people in this competition, and we're all in the competition. Yeah, I was over there with y'all, and then you ran away. Okay, uh, so, 
uh, with that, uh, y'all start, uh, getting your things together. Uh, I just, I just registered what you said. Um, and so, uh, he, he ignores that and he picks, picks up all the stuff. Um, and as you are all getting your bags together and as you're heading out, uh, there's one bag that hasn't gotten picked up yet. Uh, it's Sister Grey Owl's bag. All of her, all of her items are still, uh, on the ground. And the anarchist is like, oh shit. Uh, and he goes over and he picks up, uh, your backpack. Um, and as he picks that up, uh, something falls out of your backpack, out of the front flap. Uh, and as he, he lifts it up, there is a phone, a communicator of sorts that falls right out of the backpack and onto the ground below you. And he puts on the backpack and he looks at the communicator. And almost in slow motion, there is two revelations that come to him. The first one is he sees, he, when he, well, he sees the Merc emblem on it, right? So he knows that Sister Grey Owl do, was playing him, basically, right? He sees that and he's like, okay, so they had communication with and he realizes that he was also, in a way, betrayed. Uh, not literally backstabbed, uh, but, um, you know, in a way, figuratively. And at the same time, he now realizes that he has that communicator. And he smiles. And he picks it up very carefully. And he places it directly in his pocket. Now. I will also say that, um, Panera, go ahead and make a perception check to see if you recognize, or if you saw any of this happen. Okie dokie. That's a 14. So, uh, you see from the corner of your eye, uh, and in a very quick, it's, it's very quick, because what I just described happened in slow motion, but you're going to see it in regular motion. Uh, and you see, he picks up Sister Grail's bag, just kind of looking at the ground. Uh, a phone falls out of it. He looks at it for a solid second, just quietly picks it up, puts it in his pocket, and walks on uh, with everybody else. And it's like, all right, y'all, uh, let's get on out of here. Let's head back, let's head back to the city. Uh, I think I can use a drink. And uh, just kind of moves uh, forward, uh, just kind of walks past you uh, and gives you just a quick, uh, a, a, just a gentle smile. Uh, I don't know if he saw that you saw him, but uh, he gives you that gentle smile. And uh, y'all uh, move forward. Uh, do you follow him? Okay. Um... I don't know how to describe it, but you know that emoji where it's like that little face and the two little fingers pointing at each other? Yeah. I'm going I'm to like walk. I mean, I'm going to follow him and just be like in that entire mood. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you follow him in a simp-like manner. And uh, you uh, you move forward uh, with, the, with the family. Um, and I will also say, right, that uh, the dagger, that dagger, that, that one that we all know and love, that... Um, Sister Grey Owl held moments ago uh, that she pulled out of her back. Right now, uh, you don't have it, Sister Grey Owl. But neither does the anarchist. 
And we're going to just cut back very briefly to the sands of the beaches as uh, the entire, that army uh, just kind of stands up dusting themselves off, trying to figure out exactly what happened. Um, they're kind of just looking around and they see something in the, or on the beach floor. Uh, and that main guy, the main one that was talking to you earlier, kind of walks over towards it. He, he picks it up and he looks at it quizzically. And you don't actually know what his face does because you can't see his face. Uh, but he places it in, or actually he uh, kind of like reaches uh, behind him towards like a belt with a whole bunch of different sheaths and he just kind of pulls one out and he kind of just tucks it in there. Um, and he puts it uh, to his side. Um, and he gets up and he walks back towards the other ones. Now, we're gonna cut back to everyone the fuck else. Thank you for your patience. Uh, right now, uh, as we uh, head back, we are with um, Azahi, Asa, and the squad as they are uh, headed back. I believe they are looking for second at the moment, uh, and so they are still doing that. Uh, what do y'all do? What were we doing before? I, I, I kind of forgot. <laughs> it's uh, one. Okay, so it is. Uh, so for for context for the viewers at home, it has been like uh, a little over two weeks since we've played in real life um so i'm just gonna say i'm pretty sure where y'all left off is y'all were looking for second uh because y'all had uh done the whole ordeal with the uh anarchists and stuff like that outside uh you're kind of looking for her um and trying to figure out what's going on with uh with them and yeah you don't know where they are um and that's i think is where we left off you just kind of followed where they might be all right um, where were they? Like, where were we heading? Uh, y'all were just headed kind of into the woods where you saw they might have gone. And I'll say, uh, so that we don't have to do, like, intense forestry navigation, uh, go ahead and just roll a perception check for me to see, uh, how well you find everything. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, that's successful. So, you are walking through the forest, and, uh, not too, it, it is just, like, right outside of Portland also. Uh, or I guess it's technically within the city, but it's right outside the main city. So you're kind of walking up this wooded path, and you see pretty soon uh, the distinct, um, like, broken trees and branches and stuff that only Second could create with uh, her uh, her vengeance and her anger. Um, and you just kind of see this path laid out for you uh, out of broken, like, uh, forestry, uh, a la Iron Giant, I think. Uh, but on a much smaller scale. Uh, and so, yeah, you see uh, there's just a kind of path of natural destruction. Or I guess it's unnatural destruction of natural things. Uh, and uh, that kind of illustrates a pretty clear line to where uh, she may have gone. Do you follow? Yes. Yes. Bet. So you do that. Uh, you uh, move through this path, uh, and you're just kind of looking... Uh, at this uh, wave of destruction. It, it starts pretty big, um, but about five minutes in, um, it kind of dwindles, right? And you uh, move forward a little bit more. Um, and then you see, uh, it kind of just completely stops uh, at, this one, at this one area, um, and there appears to be the residue of some sort of jelly nearby. Uh, that kind of uh, lands on the ground kind of in front of you. It is this, like, strange pink slime 
uh, that's on the ground. There's just a little bit of it, not a lot, uh, but just enough to leave a, uh, a sort of suggestion uh, that uh, something is there. Um, Asa, why don't you give me a perception check? Fifteen. Cool. Oh, uh, that's dope. Two fifteens in a row. Um, so you see the slime. You recognize it uh, pretty quickly. This is uh, likely the slime of Jubilex, uh, the um, the uh, demon princess that y'all have met uh, quite a few times um, throughout the campaign, uh, and you knew they knew Second. Um, and with that roll, also you can kind of see there's a small trail of uh, slime kind of moving out to the left. Uh, do you follow? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you and the squad kind of move uh, m- move that direction. I, should, I say you and the squad. I guess I mean uh, you and Azahi. Uh, y'all move uh, uh, towards that path, and you... Um, you come to a pretty clear area. Uh, there's no more, uh, destruction or anything like that. Uh, but you see there's a, a hill, uh, nearby and a nice, uh, shady tree just kind of, uh, standing, uh, on top of this hill. Um, and it just looks like a very pleasant, very nice place for somebody to hang out. But I will also say that with that roll, you notice there's something strange with some of the plant life nearby. Uh, either of you, uh, go ahead and make another perception check. Uh, a dirty 20. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Uh, so you see, uh, with that roll, um, you see there is almost a perfectly circular field, like a small area, uh, probably like, uh, about the radius of like, uh, a foot. So it's about like two feet total in diameter. There's a perfect circle that has just been bent into the grass nearby. Not cut. Uh, The grass is, it is perfectly flattened uh, in this kind of circle. And um, from that uh, area, you can actually see already there's been uh, some kind of flower uh, that you sort of recognize, uh, mainly just from hearing about it. It's not the kind of thing uh, you see uh, often. But there is a perfect line uh, going through that uh, two feet diameter circle uh it is just this line of like these strange black flowers that kind of almost like look so like each flower kind of looks like a head or a face or a skull in a way um but it's been completely like perfectly divided in two uh so um uh and, and but i mean they're like they're still flowers. It's not like, oh my god, that's a head. Uh, but like, it, it just, the ways that uh, plants can kind of mimic life. But it's been split uh, into two uh, halves, each flower, uh, or each blossom, I guess. Um, and you see there's a perfect line of this. You uh, recognize this, actually, uh, as Rift Bloom, which is a, uh, a flower that only grows where uh, portals have been summoned. Uh, so you can tell right here uh, where uh, Second may have gone, uh, there was a portal that was opened there uh, not too long ago, and then a uh, when you when you kind of see that you also see there has been a continued path of destruction that moves off uh, that moves upwards uh, or up a road nearby um, that seems like Second may have uh, after doing whatever they did with this portal uh, they may have gone up uh, this path uh, nearby that it, it goes back onto like wooded road again. Uh, but you can see some pretty distinct mace 
made holes uh, in the like the walls of like dirt and in the uh, the floorboards of the street. So it appears we have ourselves a dilemma. Oh. There what? was a portal here. Now what? I don't know. What do you What do you think we should do, uh, buddy? Whose name I definitely didn't forget. Um, aren't you the one leading this group? I mean, technically, since no one else is here, cough, cough. <laughs> no one else is here. <laughs> by 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 way of seniority, I am the leader. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty pretty radical, pretty epic, if I do say so myself. But uh, just to make sure you know what to do in the event that I go missing and you become the leader, what do you think we should do? I'm not the one in charge. <sighs> so where, where did you say the path of destruction led? Uh, <laughs> it just led up this uh, kind of, it, it led up a hill, uh, nearby, or sorry, up a pathway nearby uh, towards the street. Um, and actually, why don't, uh, why don't you give me another perception check? Uh, 16. Okay, wow. Uh, so I'm going to say... As you kind of walk towards this path, uh, something catches your eye, uh, just from the corner. There is a twig uh, poking directly out of the ground. Uh, it seems like it's been placed, um, and where it is, uh, there's just this like uh, kind of mound of recently laid dirt uh, that kind of disrupts the otherwise uh, pretty like long grassy area. Um, and there is this just twig poking out of the this um, of this like mound of dirt uh that it is in this uh, the symbol that is roughly the shape of a y almost it's like a three-pronged twig uh that just kind of like uh is sticking out of the ground you see that uh what do you do you so there's a little symbol sticking out of the ground yeah it's it's, like a, it's a twig uh but it looks kind of like a y oh is it like what I, can i can i pick it up by yeah. the two prongs and then point the long prong and see if it if it points anywhere Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to say, go ahead and actually roll a strength. Okay. Okay, so my arms <laughs> pop off because I got a one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, fun. Uh, so you reach down to grab this twig, and you try to pull it out, but you can't quite get it. It's like kind of like it's stuck onto the earth, and you feel this kind of like strange resistance as you uh, put your hand on this twig. What do you do? I just kind of step back, do that like dad pose with like my hands on my hips, and I point <laughs> at it. You want it? I point at it, and I look at look at uh my 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 buddy whose whose name I again didn't forget, and say, "Do you want to try?" I, sure. I think you should do it. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so you reach your hand down and you pull at this twig and very kind of suddenly bursting out of the ground uh, is a hand that has grasped the other side of this twig. It's a human hand. Um, and it looks very nasty. Uh, it is just kind of covered in this... Uh, well, it's covered in dirt, right? Uh, but it's almost like a lot of the dirt is in clumps, just kind of sticking to the skin. Um, as there's this like yellow liquid that's just kind of uh, uh, like... It, it's, it's kind of like if, like, uh, a, like a sticky hand that drops on the floor. It's just kind of like there's all this dirt that's just going to stay on there forever kind of thing. Um, so you see 
that on this hand uh, as you pull it out. Uh, yeah, there's just a human uh, hand connected to it, a human arm uh, that is embedded into the ground uh, that you cannot quite uh, free, uh, but it is just holding onto the other end of this twig. What do you do? Can I try shaking it off? Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you do that. I won't make you roll for it. Uh, you do, uh, you just kind of shake this hand, uh, free, uh, and it kind of just plummets and falls down to the ground. It is clearly, uh, attached to a dead person, uh, and you, you, yeah, so you're just, like, sitting there, kind of just with, uh, a dead body in the ground, uh, and a twig in your hand, uh, ruling the world. <laughs> um, what do you do? <laughs> Now what is I? I got the thing. We found a dead body. Can I try digging out around the hand to see yeah. if it's like a full body or just an arm? Yeah, no, you can do that. So I'm gonna say you probably spend about a good ten minutes. I don't make you roll for that because I uh, trust that you can do it. Uh, I just believe in you a lot. So uh, you... I have plenty of experience grave robbing, so this is just <laughs> exactly. a regular activity for me. Ah, uh, yes, Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, you, uh, kind of just dig out this body, um, and you can, uh, the first thing I think that, uh, strikes you very strangely is that it's just the top half of a body, uh, nothing, nothing too crazy, just, uh, just the top half of a body, no, no, no booty, no legs, and you, uh, kind of pull it out, uh, in planar view, uh, you kind of see it's, what's left of its face, it appears... Uh, that much of it has been burned away. There is a horrible smell coming from this body. Uh, but you see it's, uh, you really, you kind of just see the skull of this face as there has been, uh, the remainder of the skin, uh, that was on it just kind of has, like, melted around it, um, in an almost, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark-like fashion. Uh, and there is just this, like, strange, uh, like, sticky substance uh on the uh entire uh the head and the uh, uh going up and down the upper body of this creature um it appears in a way that like it's almost like the like the fat of the person and like that the skin is dissolving uh kind of right in front of you um and uh even stranger though i would say uh you can see there's just these perfectly spaced like needle marks all up and down this creature uh, or, or what's left of them uh as there's it, they're kind of like uh about a centimeter uh, each in diameter each of these puncture wounds uh, that just move like in a constant strip of, uh up on this torso uh, or up on the torso of this creature um and uh yeah it's a real nasty and also uh, are you touching it in any way? I mean, I touched it while I was digging it out, but yeah, right now okay. I think I'm just kind of like standing looking at it. Uh, so go ahead and make a constitution saving throw, I guess, but with advantage. I got a 10. Okay. Uh, so you, I, I, I will say as you brought your hands closer to this, you felt it was just kind of hot. Like, uh, the whole body, uh, was just, like, warm and just kind of giving off this, like, really strangely warm temperature. Uh, but you picked it up anyway. And, uh, when you did that, uh, and as you kind of gotten some of your hand on, uh, the, on this, like, strange slime and this strange substance, um, you didn't necessarily feel it. 
uh, because you're a bone man, but uh, your hand, like, it looks like, like, like when you kind of like pull it off to look at it, it looks like you almost just like dipped it in hydrogen peroxide. Uh, and for a human, that would be very dangerous. But luckily, your hand's already bone. Uh, and when you pull out your hand, um, your your bones are completely clean of any dirt, of any bacteria, of any of anything that was uh, on it. Like you have like just completely like bleached bones uh, on your entire on like the front of your hand, uh, and and also probably part of your uh, forearm. I immediately freak out and scream, No! My protective layer of germs! And then <laughs> shove my hand into the dirt and then just kind of like flail it around in there for a bit. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, cool. So, so you do that. Um, and right now both of you are just kind of standing there in front of this dead body. Um, and I will say... Yeah, no, that's, that's it. You're standing there in front of a dead body. There is a path uh, near you. Uh, if you want to fucking lay down the perception check or whatever on this dead body, you absolutely can, but that's your choice. I got a nine. Can I confirm that this body is dead or not? Hella dead. Also, you can do that automatically because you have death sight. You can just do oh, that yeah, for any, time, any <laughs> the fuck time you want to. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Is there a okay. stick anywhere? Yeah, and you had a, st a stick a little bit ago that it was buried. Alright, can I, can I, like, quickly just yank that, like, snatch it out of, uh... My, my my buddy pal's hands yeah. and then like very very like gently and slowly I still get closer and closer to the body and I bop the nose is it dead yes uh, from what you can tell it's very dead also while we're while we're dishing out the fan service Azahi do you want to ask about birds no nah, let's follow the fan <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, so uh, you uh, you head towards uh, where the path is I think um, and you and Asa both go that kind of direction. Panera, uh, right now you are with the anarchists. Um, and, or, or I guess not really the anarchists. You're with the anarchist, uh, and the family who are objectively not anarchists. Um, and you, you two are there and you, um, you are with this group, right? Uh, I know I've said that. Four fucking different ways, but here we are. Uh, so you're with them, and you are moving through the woods, uh, out way out uh, where um, where there was any trouble or uh, where that whole army was a little bit ago. Um, so you are moving. Uh, you you made uh, quite quite some quite some distance, um, and you uh, are with them. And, uh, no one's really been talking. Everyone's kind of, uh, being polite. Everyone's being chill. Um, and you see the anarchist kind of just moves towards you. And he is just like, hey, uh, Panera, you know, we haven't really had a lot of discussion, you know? It's kind of been a while. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't mm -hmm. talked too much. But, um, I just got to level with you, uh, about what happened. Um, you see... Uh, well, it was pretty amazing, uh, the first half of it. The second half kind of went to shit. Uh, anyway, TLDR, right? Um, okay. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, Sister Grey Owl got kidnapped by Merc. Uh, I saw that happen. That was insane. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she got picked up by that Einar guy. Um, I was trying, trying to defuse the situation with the army. I still don't fully know what that's about. Um... 
but like that there was like a whole thing with this army that was like oh fuck we're killing uh champions and like that so we get that right you you, you probably mm-hmm. overheard that part you probably saw the kidnapping happen uh also, I'm guessing, I, I, you know, Nirvana, she's uh, a very resourceful young lady. Uh, she probably, she either ran away or she also got nabbed by uh, Einar. And I'm worried about that for two reasons, right? Because one, that's a kid, can't fucking go around napping kids. It's in the word, can't do it. Uh, but the other thing, right, um, that's one of our agents that they have. So that's mm-hmm. that's the first thing. And also, uh, they have Grey Owl too. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with her. Um, I imagine they probably came because of what also happened before uh, the army got there. Um, you see, uh, actually, it was pretty incredible. Um, Grey Owl has a phantasm now. She didn't have one before? No. Nope. I mean, she, she didn't have one before. Not, yeah. I'm asking you if she had one or not. Uh, she, she has one now. Um... And I, it was really quite, you know, we talked about it. We had a good conversation about it. And uh, she she was like, yeah, okay, cool. I want this. This is what, this will be good. Uh, and she she actually, she took the knife uh, from me and she uh, she stabbed herself with it to give her the power. So that was, I, 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 that's not happened before. Uh, that was pretty impressive. She kind of self-initiated. Uh, so uh, she's... She's, I think she's committing to the family in a really, really cool, really healthy way. Um, so that's, well, I mean, yeah, that's quite interesting because last time we talked, it, it, it didn't really sound like she wanted one. Well, that's the thing. That's what was really crazy. Hmm. She didn't want one, but after we, you know, talked about it on the beach, she was like, "Fuck it, if that's what." I mean, she obviously she didn't say that. Uh, she, but she was like, "Yeah, of course." Like that's, I think that's the best way I can, you know. Uh, do my work for God, and we talked about it. I think you know she prayed. It was really, it was really beautiful. Um, and yeah, she took the plunge. Uh, so really, really stoked about that. So um, uh, let's. Oh, and also it was really cool. It manifested as like two sharks, which was kind of impressive. I never seen something like that happen. Uh, but pretty strange. Anyway, um, that said. Uh, the reason I'm telling you all this, not just because common courtesy is important, but I don't seem to have the dagger on me. And I was just going to ask if you picked it up. I don't think I did. I mean, <sighs> no. Fuck. All right. Well, it's not your fault, obviously. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, I guess... Yeah, we don't have the dagger, and we really need that dagger to continue with our operations. Uh, so we're going to have to figure that out as soon as possible. Uh, until then, in the meantime, our current objective is to locate Nirvana. Now, Plutus Freethought is helping us quite a bit with that. Our aren't you, buddy? Uh, and you see Plutus, the monk, uh, shows back up. He's like, oh, yes, of course. Um, I've sent out my my helpers, uh, my bugs. They are uh, they have, uh, they're scouring the city, and... At the moment, I can't find, uh, or I cannot detect, rather, um, Sister Grail's location, Nirvana's location, or Einar's location, uh, probably because they traveled by sea. Uh, so that's not going to be super helpful. But I do have some pretty interesting findings. And uh, the Anarchist's like, uh, all right, yeah, what do you got? 
Um, and Pluto's free thought is like, I believe the next monster is located somewhere near the Japanese gardens right here in Portland. Um, and he's like, oh, really? All right, then. That is, that is quite fun. That's interesting. Um, and you see the, uh, I, I, I think, uh, we see the anarchist like, all right, well, I guess we are gonna have a fun little trip out over to the long-forgotten Eastern Hemisphere. Um, and, uh, that is the last we'll hear of that conversation, because right now we are going to see, uh, Azahi and Asa. You two are walking up this path, um... And as you move up this path, uh, uh, we we uh, the, we kind of see this from this is not uh, something that the characters are seeing. This is something that we are all seeing as uh, part of the uh, part of the narrative. Uh, we all see uh, they are walking up this uh, this road, up this kind of winding road up up this hill, um, and um, we see. Uh, and they don't see this, but we see above that hill, there is this strange clicking sound as we can kind of just barely see the legs of some kind of long, dark creature move up the side of this mountain very slowly and very precisely as it almost kind of seems to be watching the two as they move upwards. And we also see a sign uh, that the the group passes. Uh, it is a, just a just a metal pole, uh, pretty pretty standard street sign uh, that just says this way to the Japanese gardens. As they continue to move up this path and follow where Second went, we also see uh, Sister Grey Owl and uh, Nirvana uh, Nirvana Liberty. Um, as she is currently, uh, bound, I guess, by, um, uh, Einar's tendrils, uh, as there is a, um, uh, uh, he has sent, uh, one of his cloths, uh, he has, uh, tied her, uh, hands, arms, and her mouth, uh, so that she can't speak, um, and she is very violently trying to move and all this stuff, and you, uh, he drops you down, uh, by the church, um, and Gundren uh, walks, uh, Gundren's in the church, as, uh, are many of the other members, uh, and they're just kind of, uh, uh, walking around, and, uh, as you enter, um, uh, he, uh, can kind of just tell, uh, from the way that Einar walks in to the church, uh, just very quickly with kind of heavy steps, um, he's just like, oh, uh, Einar, all right, hey, uh, did you find anything out? And without, um, moving his head to look at you, uh, without, um, uh, kind of, j just without paying you much physical attention, uh, he kind of just senses in the air, he, he, he knows that you have entered the room. And as you walk into this room, he's like, Sister Grail, it's, uh, it's good to have you back. Um, and I see y'all brought back a child. And of course, by see, I mean, I guess, you know, here, uh, as, uh, well, did you bring back a child or did you bring back like a tied up goblin? What's the deal here? Uh, and Einar is kind of just like holding this, um, 
uh, goblin with one of his uh, his ropes, kind of dragging her on the ground as she's just kind of kicking and trying to scream. And he's like, "Yeah, no, it was a, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty illegal situation. Not super great. Not super proud of it. But uh, yeah, we got ourselves a new kid. So that's pretty cool. Um, and she's desperately <laughs> trying to bite at these tendrils, and he's like, "I that does actually hurt me. You know, it's, this is an extension." Um, and uh, Gundam's like, "All right." Um, now, not to, uh, you know, uh, not not to try to you know stay in any bad areas, but um, Sister Grail, do you got that communicator? No. Okay, that's all right. And I, I, I've, I've been stabbed. Oh fuck! Wait, what? Holy shit! Yeah. Why, are you okay? Are you bleeding? What's what's going on? No, um. You know the artifact? Yeah. You know the thing that gives phantasms? Yes. Yeah, it's a knife. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was... You want to know what I'm stabbed by? What? Take a guess. I mean, I'm gonna guess the anarchist, right? Yeah, but what did what do you think he used to stab me? Did he use the phantasm knife? He did. Um, well, how'd it go? Well, I'm alive. Um, huh. And he just kind of looks up and he sees behind you, uh, kind of just very patiently waiting for you. There are these two spectral sharks hanging in the air. Uh, the uh, golden white salmon shark and the uh, dark red great white. And he's like, huh, all right, well. Uh, welcome to Channelerhood, Sister Grey Owl. <laughs> Fuck. Gun yeah, um, Gundren, we, we need to talk. Yeah, no, I... I think we definitely do. Oh my person becomes you right like if somebody's like if somebody fucking steals your wallet and then like it's like they're like i have kevin's wallet oh fuck i have kevin's id and their body and like uh everything about them starts to rapidly shift and they become you and then you become <laughs> them it's like this whole thing and now they're kevin and now you're just some fucking rando like that doesn't get talked about enough. they're lost <laughs> 
I think they're win probably because now they got like a massive dick, right? Right, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thanks. <laughs> 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 but also they wake up every morning with random chest pains and they have to think is this finally it the answer might just surprise <laughs> you <laughs> but also but also massive schlong but at what cost <laughs> I am somewhat of a Greek god myself you know <laughs> yeah you could say I'm a bit of an Adonis is this a tummy ache or is this second stage kidney failure <laughs> 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 